time for the Retirement Roadmap Podcast with registered financial consultant, Glenn Mosseller. Well, hello there. Welcome to another edition of the Retirement Roadmap Podcast. Walter Storholt here with Glenn Mosseller. Find us online at roadmapfinancial.com. Glenn is the registered financial consultant, founder and president of Roadmap Financial Consulting. And on today's show, we're going to be talking about being risk averse. And we're going to explain what that buzzword uh, is on today's show. Maybe you've heard someone say they are risk averse before. Do you know what that really means in context of the financial world? Well, we're going to explore it and uh, why it's an important term to at least have a good grip on and explore risk aversion, the whole topic with Glenn on today's program. So Glenn, good to be with you. And can you tell us what does it mean to you when someone tells you that you that they are risk averse, I guess even if they don't use the buzzword, but they're giving you hints that that's uh, that's maybe where they uh, fall in terms of uh, their category. Right. Well, I mean, it's, it typically means Walter that that there's more questions to ask <laughs> to me because you know that it's such a generalized term, right? And so you know, one of the one of the first things is like, well, you know, somebody you know says and it's like, oh, I'm kind of risk averse, or we we start talking about risk and whatnot. You know, it, it, it's really one of those things to say, well, tell me more about that. You know, tell me what you mean, you know, and, and you know, what are your thoughts about that? You know, and, and you know, what have been your experiences and, and those kinds of things. And, and that will generate more conversation as, as to, OK, what's really behind just those couple words. Right. Because, you know, you could have five different people use that term and you're going to have you potentially can have five different you know thoughts about what that really means. And so, you know, I, I think it's you got to really make sure that, you you know, you ask some additional questions or, or you know, ask folks to elaborate a little bit more about what, what they what their thoughts are about that, because it, it's it's uh, it can be all over the map, you know, and, and um, some people are, you know, when they say they're risk averse, that means that they you know, they want to, you know, maybe maybe lower their exposure to, you know, to riskier investments and, and that kind of thing. Other folks, it's like, you know, hey, I, you know, I'm, I'm going to put my you know, money in the in the, uh, you know, in, in more and more you know, into the bank, you know, and, and you know, I don't care if I'm if I'm not going to make any interest, you know, or very little interest. I, I'm just, you know, I feel like it's that's that's where it needs to be. I've literally had some folks, you know, say it's like, you know, I don't even trust that, you know, I, you know, you know, keep some money in you know, home in a safe and, and that kind of thing. So it's all over the map in terms of what people think in terms of and in, in, in risk aversion. And, you know, and and, um, you know, and, and right now we're so far in the conversation, we're only talking about in terms of risk of loss. And typically what we mean by that is, you know, or what most people mean by that is, is, you know, is, is the is the exposure to, you know, to, to market variations, you know, how markets go up and down. There, there's other risks that we have to kind of think in terms of, you know, as, as uh, you know, we've talked about a, a lot in the past, you know, tax, you know, future taxation risk, you know, long-term care risk, you know, there's, there are other kinds of risks other than just market and, and the economy. You with me? I'm with you. Absolutely. Makes a lot of sense too. Um, so let's dive a little bit further into the discussion. Why do so many people claim to be risk averse? But I just know from talking to you over the years, Glenn, that when you actually look at the the numbers, so much of their retirement money is then in risky places. There's there's like a disconnect here, right? Right. Well, I mean, a lot of that has to do, Walter, with what, you know, it's people know what they know, right? And what they've been exposed to. And, you know, and the vast majority of folks when, you know, when they're when they're saving for retirement, 
the vast majority of people just not, they they know a, you know a fair amount or where where they where the most of their knowledge is 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 in like the idea of 401k's and IRAs and putting money into those kinds of accounts which typically are going to be positioned in the markets right which inherently have you know market risk and they, they can go up and down in value and, and that kind of thing and so you know it, it's like if you've been conditioned to that for literally decades and that's and that's Whatever whatever your knowledge base is, that if that consumes most of it, and you have very little information about other things, then then just by nature you think, well, okay, this is this is the best I can do, and I'm going to try to take, you know, I'm going to try to position money here because I hear that's less risky, and you know, and and that might make some sense to me. So you know, I, th- this is how I this is how I've got things, you know, in in my in my portfolio or in my retirement savings accounts, right? And so, you know, the the you know, the idea of looking and seeing, well, what else, what other possibilities are there, you know, or, you know, you know, have you thought in terms of time frames? You know, you know, in terms of when when are you going to need the money? You know, you're certainly going to need some money, you know, in the in the in the in the shorter term, right? Over the next 5 to 10 years. There's other monies that might be longer term and 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 so you you know, you may not have all of that positioned the same way. And so those kinds of you know, conversations start coming out of, you know, well, you know, let's 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 take a look and see, you know, what have you saved, but where have you saved it and where is it currently positioned? You know, I mean, I've I've had, you know, I've had folks come in and, you know, we, we talk about, you know, it's like, well, you know, you know, what is, you know, what is it, you know, what is it in? And we start looking at the, you know, the, what's what's in their what's in their account. And and they say, well, you know, I just have, you know, the, you're, you know, you're, it, it's not real risky. It's just, you know, your, you know, your normal mutual funds, right? <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, what is what is just normal mutual funds mean, right? Because there there can be just normal quote, quote unquote mutual funds. I mean, if you have an S and P five hundred, um, you know, fund, or you know, uh, you know, it, you, there's any number of different, um, you know. Uh, Types of or fun, not types of funds, but any number of family of funds that have an S and P five hundred type of fund, let's say. And so, if if you have that kind of a fund in your account, then it simply means that 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 particular fund is designed to mirror the results of the S and P five hundred. And so, you know, over the last, you know, since since we, if we look back to two thousand and nine, you know, that's kind of when when the when the last true bear market, you know, bottomed out. Since then. You know, in in general, you know that that type of that fund has done pro- very well for folks, right? At the same time, you know, you know it, it's capable of having significant losses. You know, we saw we saw that flash crash, like a, you know, back when COVID first hit, right? And that kind of a fund was probably down, you know, somewhere between thirty and thirty five percent, you know, from from peak to trough. You look back to the dot coms that you know at the you know in, in nineteen ninety nine two thousand. You know the the S and P five hundred and the overall market, you know, was was you know was down as much as you know fifty percent. We saw the same thing happen in in you know in two thousand and eight, you know, and and during the financial crisis. And that's you know a lot of times folks think, well, that's just your you know your typical you know you know average fund. Well, yeah, but there and and it can do well, but there's also an element of risk there, and so you have to kind of think, well, how much do you have there, and how much do you have elsewhere? You know, some some folks are hedging their bets, so to speak, and they're and they're and they're trying to to you know to put a you know a, 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 some diversification in there by the by the use of some bonds and bond funds, which you know historically that's you know that's been a that's been a way to to lower the risk in portfolios. The challenge is is that interest rates are so low at this point, interest rates begin to rise 
that literally there's a, there's an inverse relationship to to interest rates, you know, and the value of of bonds and bond funds. So if interest rates begin to rise, and if they begin to rise in any kind of a significant way, then literally that means that the the value of those of those funds are going to come down, and, and a lot of folks don't really understand that. So we really have to kind of look at that, and and it's and it's an educational process, and it's like, well, what are my alternatives, Glenn? Well, let's explore. You know, let's let's uh, before we before we put the cart in front of the horse, let's 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 figure out what are your needs, what are, you know, what are your desires, when do you want to retire? You know, have you retired? You know, what is what are your income needs? You know, what are your comfort levels? What is your knowledge base? You know, there's there's a lot of things that, that can go into that conversation, and the more people understand and and know and 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 whatnot, they they're then able to make wiser decisions because they have a, you know a, a, a better way and more and more information to draw from, and then we we can really start to think in terms of how, you know how do we want to hedge against all the different types of risks that are out there, whether it be what we're talking about now with market risk or you know or what we you know what we think may may happen in the future in terms of taxation rates as well as you know what's what are you, what are you exposed to right now in terms of in terms of future long term care? You know that that's 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 one of those ones that, that's out there that that a lot of folks don't really have anything in place to to protect themselves or to you know, or to protect their spouse from, and and that can and that can as as I'm sure almost everybody who's listening you know is, is aware that you know long term care costs can really just you know to can just literally just go through and and wipe out a whole a whole lifetime of of saving very very rapidly and so you know it's really wise to, to to look and see what are what are what kind of possibilities do you have there that that may help you hedge against that kind of risk very well said glenn and i'm curious if maybe you can um describe for us a situation where you've seen somebody carrying a lot more risk than they realized what what'd you do what was their emotional reaction to that realization where did that sort of take the planning process yeah, well, I mean, Walter, that's pretty normal, right? For for all the reasons we've just talked about. If your entire uh, portfolio or your entire nest egg or retirement accounts are, are are in variable assets that you know that can go up and down with the markets, you're carrying you know a fair amount of risk in almost all cases. Now, obviously, some folks are going to be you know, are going to have different different holdings that are going to be you know have more risk than than others, but. The idea of having everything, everything in a, in a in a risk scenario is 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 a bit challenging. But oftentimes, folks don't realize this, that 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 there are other options, and it's not, and it doesn't necessarily have to be you know all or nothing. You know, the idea of having different types of diversification. You know, most people are very familiar with the idea of diversification in terms of the the. The, you know what kind of assets they're holding in their accounts, but you know the 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 idea of diversification with different different things that are in the that are in the marketplace in the whole financial services world. You know that you have securities and you know and, and stocks and bonds and mutual funds. You know there there are certain things that that are that are that are available through banks. There are certain things that are available through insurance companies. And you know and the and the vast majority of folks don't really understand you know the the different things that are available you know with with insurance companies. And I'm not here to pump up you know insurance companies and say that insurance products are um, you know are a magic bullet because they're not. 
but there are things that you you should at least understand how they work, right? You know, and you know, and, and I oftentimes will ask folks, you know, what do you have? What you know, do you know, do you, what do you have in terms of your your resources to retire with and on? You know, do you is there a pension in there? The vast majority of people today say, no, I don't have a pension. But then if I ask them, it's like, well, would you, you know, if if you if you could wave a magic wand, would you like to have a pension? And almost everybody says, well, of course I'd want to have a pension, Glenn. I mean, that, that that's you know, it, it's that that would be very nice to have to know that it's going to be reliable. Well, you know, a pension is you know is, is in essence, I mean, that that's an insurance type of product. And so the the reality is is that there might be a reason to think about you know maybe repositioning part of your assets in in that direction. Maybe there is, maybe there isn't, but at least you should understand how it would work so that you can make an intelligent decision about, you know, what, you know, how you might want to diversify and, you know, and, and, and hedge against the, the different types of uh, risks that are out there. And, and that's, and that's really key. It's, it's all about, you know, your, your decisions are going to be based upon what you know. And, and if there's things that are outside of your awareness, then, then you can only make decisions based on limited information. And the more information you have, then the the wiser you're going to be with your with you with your decision making process and even if you still end up with saying well no I don't want that at least at that point you're saying you you know what you're saying no to right you're not just saying no by default and so then then you're then you can feel more and more comfortable and confident with the, with the plan that you do put together rather than just you know hoping that the markets treat you well in your retirement years that's that's the hope is not really a strategy and you want to make sure that you've looked at you've looked at a, a variety of things and you know what what's what's possible and what you know and what you can do and how you can do it to be able to give yourself the best opportunity for you know for a successful retirement it's so interesting i think to uh, look at this conversation about risk aversion and the implications of it what it means for different people maybe to put a bow on the conversation here glenn what might a retirement plan look like that's been structured for somebody who's in that position of being risk averse, they really don't like it, but they also don't want to just put all their money in cash where it's not going to get any growth, where you have to strike that balance of meeting their you know, expectations, but also balancing the emotions and those kinds of things. Right. Well, again, Walter, I mean, it, it, starts, with, it starts with a conversation. Right. And then you and then you you, say, you you really have to look at what do you have, you know, in, in your overall portfolio. You know, how old are you? How close are you to retirement? Let's, you know, do you, your spouse, you know, have, have you both had, you know, um, significant, you know, contributions into into the Social Security system? Are you going to have, you know, what what's what's going to be coming from that? You know, all all of those things, you know, kind of come into play. But realistically, you want to make sure, you know, or at least the vast majority of folks, I ask, you know, I'll ask this question, and it's just like, okay, we know that you're you're likely going to have, you know, X number of dollars from Social Security within a certain range, depending upon when you decide to activate those benefits, right? So you know that that's kind of a little bit of a baseline, and then you have your lifestyle, right? And your lifestyle is likely, you know, you're going to need more income than that you know, that, than what Social Security is going to produce to have the lifestyle that you want to have. So there's a, there's like a gap. If you could imagine, you know, that there's a few, you, you know, if you drew a line on a piece of paper and say, OK, there, here's where my Social Security benefits are. And then you and then you draw a line above that and you say, OK, well, here's where my lifestyle need is. You can see that there's a gap there. Right. Well, the question is, is how do you want that gap to be filled? Do you want that gap to be filled with you know, with with the only things that that are tied to risk, or do you want to have some some degree of certainty there? 
You know, some folks who have pensions, they can fill that gap or, you know, either mostly or, you know, or, or entirely, you know, be, you know, from, you know, from that pension. But other folks that, that, that don't have that, you know, they have to look at what, well, what did they save? You know, what did they save for retirement? How did they save it? And so then you start asking the question, well, how do you want to fill that gap in terms of income planning? Because that's one of the fundamental places that we start in terms of putting a retirement plan together. And, you know, and, and that, and that, is, is in a nutshell is is really where where the, where the beginnings are right because you you want to be able to have the lifestyle you want to have and you want to be able to rely on that hey I know that that, that I'm going to have this kind of cash flow you know regardless as to what market conditions might be and that's really the starting place and different people are in different places but once you start having that conversation and we, we start breaking that down into being able to make decisions about okay well how much money do i need to have positioned in a certain way that i can that i can create that for myself well now now suddenly we're we're in the process of building a plan and structuring it for you not just a one size fits all and you know and and that's and that's really the beginnings of those conversations and then and then it builds from there walter I love it, Glenn. Appreciate all your help and guidance in this conversation about risk aversion. I hope our listeners are able to emerge with a little bit better understanding of that buzzword, what it means to them, how it might impact their own financial plan, and also how you help that that, that concept and idea get incorporated into your financial planning philosophy as well. If you've got questions for Glenn, want to talk about your risk aversion, how to properly structure your financial plan, and several other items in that realm, he's happy to chat with you and talk with you about these things. Give him a call at 336-291-3535 and ask for a complimentary free consultation, 336-291-3535. No matter where you are, Glenn can meet with you virtually or you can come into the office in person in Greensboro, North Carolina. You can find them online as well at roadmapfinancial.com. And again, just look for that free consultation at the bottom of the page, uh, roadmapfinancial.com. Glenn, thanks for the help, and we'll look forward to talking to you next week. All right, Walter. Take care. New episodes weekly. Thanks, Glenn, and we'll thank uh, you for listening to today's show, and we'll talk to you next time right back here on the Retirement Roadmap. <music> 